This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What is up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. Now officially a part of the Armchair All-Americans Media Network. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe on the other mic. Still on the toilet is Barry. What's up, Axe? How are you? (laughs) No, we don't say what's up here. I know. Come on, dude. (laughs) That tall head of hair is getting... The hair is like eating into your brain or something. I'm looking at Barry right now and his hair is like Kramer. It's almost like Kramer, dude. Or like Alonzo Trierish. <laughs> He's my inspiration. <laughs> no offense. Read it, Barry. Go. You know, since we started the show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. Like, I don't always know who? who's going to win. What? Who asks you that? People ask you that? Of course, yeah, people ask me that. Like who? In my day-to-day, <laughs> people on Twitter. Oh, right. This is an ad. Can you let Barry's me get through this, please? Yeah, go. Don't interrupt with silly questions. Barry doesn't always know who's going to win, but he sure does know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between, Between their, their live... Oh. <laughs> oh, who's reading this ad? We're trying to work this out, guys. All right, this is new to us. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. <laughs> They're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code armchair25 when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100? You've now got an extra $50 in play. 50 Dude, so you bet you you put out $100, you get 50 right off the bat. So you're an instant winner. Yeah, it's like free money to play with. It's free fucking money. You $100, you already have 150. I mean, I think that's good, right? Yeah. That's good. I would, I would try it. You've got $150 to lose, basically. Right. <laughs> Instead of 100 All right, that's mybookie.ag, promo code armchair25. You play, you win, you get paid. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Okay, stop it. This is taking way too long. Can you believe how long that fucking took? Well, that's because you we're fucking interrupting each other. <laughs> All right. This is season two. Hold on, Barry's finishing his beer. (laughs) Episode 44. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Rock from City Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? D? <laughs> D? You're like held I'm going to be really D. fucking weird tonight, Barry. I don't yeah. care. You know what? It doesn't matter. Hi. What's up, Axe? How you doing? <laughs> Jesus. Now you can say what's up and you're not saying anything. I'm doing all right. Did you see that news today that poor Zingus gave a seven-day trade demand to Scott Perry and Steve Mills in that infamous meeting 
Did you hear about this? Yeah, but it, it I, I believe that was that that was given before the season started back in September. It seemed like is what I got out of that. No, this was at the at the meeting. I don't know, Craig. Am I? Do I have this wrong? I think so because when all that stuff came out today, everybody was saying, "Yeah," like Berman said, "Yeah, I reported that back in you know months ago," and uh, so did um, Bond. That they had said that I re- they had seven days to trade him. Oh, maybe not that. No. So apparently, come on, Barry, what's going on here? I'm no drinking too much. <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> So apparently when Porzingis uh, called for that meeting with Perry and Mills, he told them that he doesn't want to be here anymore. They have seven days to trade him or he's going back to Europe. And so Mills and Perry said they had like a bunch of trades already lined up and they were ready to go. And that's how all that went down so quickly. So that was just interesting news that came out today. Honestly, I don't give a shit about Porzingis anymore. I don't want to talk about it, but I just felt like we should bring it up. Okay, done. Get out of the way. Done. No need to talk about it. Let's talk about who we really want to talk about, Kevin Durant. Barry, do you think that if the Warriors win the championship and Durant doesn't come back this season? I don't know what the latest on his injury is, but if they win it without him, that means he's like a thousand percent gone, right? Why would he stay there? I mean, I kind of feel like he's gone no matter what the outcome is, but yeah. I mean, that's all the more extra little nudge he may need to, to, to push him out, yeah. Because, I mean, they're just as good, if not better, without him on the team, <laughs> if you watch them play. Yeah, I mean, they, they do seem to play <laughs> better with that. Like, Curry's better without him. Draymond Green is better without them. Look, th- th- there's two basketball players that I hate in the NBA. James Harden and Draymond Green. But when you watch Draymond play, you got to respect his basketball IQ. I mean, the guy's smart. I know Steph Curry's the point guard on this team, but Draymond Green is constantly out there directing traffic, telling people where to go. You know, obviously- I, would, I would love a player like Draymond on the Knicks. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's not going to happen with KD on the team, but. Right. I mean, his antics always bothered me, although it seems like he's gotten that under control as of late. And, um, you know, he seems dirty, which, you know. I don't like all that nonsense, but, but yeah, this team without Durant on there and, you know, getting the ball in Draymond's hands more and him just telling people where to go, their offense can teach like a masterclass to the rest of the NBA. Like something as simple as a pick and roll that we watch the Knicks do. It's like pick and roll 101. Guy sets a screen, he rolls to the basket and that's the play. When you watch the Warriors do it, they set a screen, the guy rolls to the basket then you got another guy like far off the ball who also rolls to the basket. And then there's a third guy off ball that cuts to the basket. And they always end up with an easy layup. They've got like three like options going at the same time with just like all these like, you know, outlets to go to. They're, they're, they're a great team. And, and I mean, they lose their best player and yet doesn't phase him. Yeah, well, I thought it was interesting this week that you know, that news came out around when the combines were happening that all, all the everyone was flocking to the Knicks front office. And there was all this talk about this secret meeting between the Knicks and KD and a secret commitment. People were all getting upset about possible tampering. And then literally like the next day or two days later, 
Rich Kleinman, Durant's agent, comes out and says that KD is 100% undecided in where he's going. And then Mark Stein came out and said, the Clippers are emerging as an equal threat for KD. What do you think about that? Because I thought the timing was very interesting. (laughs) It's like one day everyone's saying that the Knicks and KD already have an agreement. They have a handshake deal and there was a secret meeting. Yeah. And there's but, all and people are getting nervous about tampering. And then literally the next day it's leaked out that KD is still a hundred percent undecided. I mean, to me, I don't know, like I'm bracing myself for disappointment this offseason. But to me, that sounds like let's just we gotta like get ahead of this. And I, you know Knicks what bothers been, me though? Like where is any evidence of a secret meeting? Where is there even an ounce of something more than speculation? The actual quote that was given in like all these articles. It, well, there is, the- there is some, not, what, well, what kind of fucking evidence do you want? I've, I've heard things about, have you not heard these like, I mean, it's, it's tweets, but people say that they saw like Rich Kleiman and Durant's people with all the Knicks people like the night before a Warriors-Knicks game. Well, you didn't, you, we've heard that this season. So there Dude, is like just- some, there is some semblance of evidence out there but it's it's just like it's so funny if you really like read the way stuff's written. Like this quote that got basically that got picked up by like all these different articles that appeared everywhere about this supposed secret meeting that people were talking about at the combine. The actual quote was this: "For now, it is all speculation." But there were anonymous whispers asking if it was true that the Knicks and Durant had already held a secret meeting, that a handshake deal was done. Fuck a window just fucking popped up right in my fucking screen. <laughs> Anonymous whispers. <laughs> it was already in place, and the endorsement deals were already ironed out. Not not that were there whispers that a meeting took place, but whispers asking if it was true that a meeting took place. Like, people aren't even whispering that, yeah, you know that there was a meeting. People are just fucking asking about it. So there's like yeah, no, so they're, they're no whispering other saying, saying do, or, you th- do you think there was a meeting, a secret meeting, <laughs> and the endorsement deals are all ironed out, and everything's been agreed to? Do you think that's true? I heard that's true. That's what's going on? Yeah, that's what's going on. And they tell me that's all that was? Well, I mean, show me something else besides... I mean, whatever. It, it's all hearsay. I mean, yeah. Who the hell knows? <laughs> and, and and as far as climbing, what do you want him to say? No, he has to say... That's what I'm saying. Is that is it is kind of unusual that the next day they're trying to refute any evidence that there is a deal in place. Very strongly. He's 100% undecided. Do you believe that? you believe he's 100% undecided as to what he wants to do? No. Come on. These players know what they want to do. I mean, he may not be committing fully to thinking about everything because, you know, maybe he thinks he's going to get back on the court in the finals. So he wants to keep his head in the present time. You know, there are definitely people like that that kind of want to live like that and not think about the next chapter until this chapter is over because he's going to have some time between now and then to, to figure that shit out. But yeah, of course he's got an idea in his head where he's leaning towards. Yeah. But Kleiman's not going to open up himself to that type of questioning and say that there's even, you know, he's leaning one way or the other because it's going to make all this nonsense worse for Kleiman and worse for Durant with all the people, you know, clamoring to find out where he's going to go. You know, and on top of it, the Clippers were always a threat. They were always on that list of potential teams. Sure. 
Of course right? they were. Durant was, it was always said he could go to LA, he'd go to New York. Those always seemed like the two biggest options, whether it was the Lakers and LeBron or the Clippers with Kawhi or the Knicks with Kyrie. These were always the options. Just, I, don't, I don't know that KD, I, don't, I, don't, I can't see him going to the Clippers, honestly. I know that everyone loves LA, but could you see him sharing a town? You think he wants any part of sharing a town with LeBron and staying out in the West where he's going to have to try and beat the Warriors year in and year out? Like He's going to have to try and beat the Thunder year in and year out. And on top of that, he's going to be competing with LeBron in I, Los Angeles. I mean, for me, I mean, I don't I don't understand why anyone would want, want to put themselves through that. You know, you're playing against all these former teams of yours all the time out there. It's going to be impossible. He's going to have the hardest time getting past the Warriors with the Clippers out west. Right? Right. Why like does that make do you think he would do that? I I don't think so. But, you know, I, I also don't know what Kevin Durant puts value on. I don't know what his motivating factors are. Yeah, I don't know if he looks at, you know, okay, what's the biggest market? You know, who? how much do I, how much stake do I put in as being the man on, you know, whatever team I go to? You know, who who could give me the most possible money? You know, what, what kind of relationships do I have with the organization or, or the people on the roster of the organization? I don't know where he... You know, what what he weighs the heaviest, you know, when he thinks of those decisions. But Barry, we've got Royal Ivy on our team. Well, exactly. And we so got that... DeAndre Jordan. What else does he want? Yep. We got all his best friends fucking here. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and we got the shitty East Durant that you can dominate in for the next five years. Along with Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving. You guys can own the whole fucking East. You don't have to worry about the Warriors, the Thunder. You know what you have to get by? The fucking 76ers, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons. The Toronto Raptors minus Kawhi. The Boston Celtics minus Kyrie. I mean, this... You haven't mentioned the best team in the NBA yet. The Bucks? Yeah. Get the fuck out of it. They're not going to be the best team next year. Well, that's true. The best team in the East. Okay, so guess what? You have to... The one team that Durant's going to have to worry about is the fucking Bucks. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the Eastern Conference. Right. You make a good point, man. You want to worry about beating the Bucks or the Warriors, the Spurs, the Thunder, the Rockets, and whoever else is fucking out there? I mean, there's no contest here, especially if you're talking about joining Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving. By the way, did you see what Spencer Dinwiddie, that fucking dimwit, said today? <laughs> that guy's a lunatic. Yeah, he I said even it. if he responded to someone, even if the Knicks got KD and Kyrie, the Nets would still be the best team in New York. I love that. That really <laughs> bothers you? you. I love it. I love no, it. it. Doesn't when bother him. Like He's that just an idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> I like that shit. You know, when it's in a playful, you know, way like that. I like that. That came after he put up his new profile pic of him dunking in the garden surrounded by three young Knicks. Is that true? I'm trying yeah. to find this. I lost the fucking SeatGeek ad here, Barry. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, uh, you could wing it. No, I can't. <laughs> oh, no. Where is it? Our listeners can fucking wing it. They hear it every week. 
All right, guys. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where it is, but um, if you're SeatGeek, looking for the best tickets at the best prices, SeatGeek, they've got an app. You can go download it. Uh, use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE, all caps, no spaces. Right, Barry? That's right. Receive $20 off your first purchase. You know, I probably should keep it short based on how fucking long that my bookie ad was. Right. Anyway. So does Frank want to be traded or does he not want to be traded? What the fuck is going on with Frank? Every It's like... I think he you know wants what? to I, play more. So if that means being traded, he's fine with that. But if the Knicks are going to give him some more minutes, I'm sure he's fine with that. The, guy, the kid just wants to play, I'm sure. What is it? Every fucking four months, the fan bonding needs to come out with an article about how Frank wants to be traded. It seems who? like it's always him, doesn't it? Who? Who, who said it? Stefan. <laughs> who, by the way, Barry asked me this week. He texted me. Hey, man, do you think it would be a good... Would you be open to having Stefan Bondi on the show? And I, I just... What did I say? You said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> or, or absolutely not. You were <laughs> like, we could be totally honest with him. Barry, we, we don't... I have blocked him. We shouldn't even be talking about him right now at all. We shouldn't give him any mention. We're trying to get rid of him. I wish he didn't exist. And we're not going to bring him on the fucking podcast. Unless you think it would be fun to bring... I mean, you guys tell us, all right? Tell us if you want us to have him on the show. Because if he was on, it would not be pretty. Right, Barry? That's... Hey, it's your beef. It's your beef with Bondi. What? It's your beef with Bondi. The whole interview I would talk to be like, So, Stefan... Ah... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he said that Frank wanted to be traded, and then a lot of uh, the beat writers came out and said that was not the case. Right. I'm I, I'm promising myself not to get wrapped up in any Frank Nilakina shit this season, right? Because I can't take it anymore. Like, well, look, any he's Frank on the Nilekina, team, dude. Any Frank Nilakina drama should be like the seventh or eighth or ninth thing that we're like, yeah, like, that you're absolutely right that we're talking about or concerned about. Between, you know, new guys that we acquire through free agency, through the draft, possible trades. The Frank Nilakina paradox is so pushed down that, yeah, that's not, that's not anything of importance, I hope. Listen, I wish him the best. And when we drafted him a couple of years ago, I believed in him. But at the time, we were really, like beyond Porzingis, really devoid of any young talent on this team. So I was like clinging all my hopes to Frank. But based off of his first two years and the fucking groin problems and the injury issues uh, and the fact that we've gotten like a bunch of new young guys like Robinson and Knox and Dennis Smith Jr. And if we draft RJ Barrett, like he's so, like you said, he's so far down on the list of like priority concerns of mine. Like I'm not going to freak out this year about Frank playing only 16 minutes a game. You know, like if he's meant to play more minutes, he's going to earn it. And if not, dude, I don't even give a shit. Do you care? No. Can you? This is like a new me. I don't care. <laughs> and someone, uh, one of our listeners, Stefan, messaged me this week, freaking out about the rumors that Frank could be dealt for a late first round pick or a second round pick. I was like, Stefan, I don't, I'm not worrying about that this year. Especially if we had Katie and Kyrie. Right. 
Are we going to worry about giving up on a role player? Who's a, he's, a, he's a role player at best right now. What do you think about that? Would you trade him for a first-round pick, a late first-round pick? Um, a late first-round? I probably would. Um, I mean... <laughs> Because yeah, he hasn't right. He hasn't shown enough. Like he hasn't shown that extra to me. You know. I mean, I wish he would have gotten more time this year. No injuries, all that stuff. You know. And I'd feel a lot better saying it because in the back of my mind, it's like well, maybe he does need another year to develop. But but no, I I would take my chances and roll the dice with the, the late first round pick. Listen, if the Knicks really believe, like the problem, biggest problem with Frank is there's no fucking aggression in him. And maybe that's just something you can't teach, right? They tried to light a fire in him last year. It maybe gets lit for a little bit, but it never stays lit. You know what? It comes down to talent, dude. I mean, look at Kawhi Leonard like this year. He's, he's got no like aggression or fire or emotion and yet the guy does his job he, he's become one of my favorite guys man i mean i was so down on him last year and i don't i still don't know what that story was about you know him not playing with san antonio but this year and like that game that he put on last game the uh that 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 overtime game that he played 52 minutes in hurt and then to come on a post-game interview and you know asking about the uh injury to him and he's just deflecting it, basically saying everybody plays injured. The guy's so humble. You know, he takes, takes care of business. There's no arrogance about him. He's a top, he's a top three, four player in the league. Yeah, no doubt. Easy. Yeah. So, but 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 my point is it comes down to talent. You know, it doesn't matter if Nilakina has that fire. You know, does he have the talent or not? Is he gonna help you get the W or not? Is he gonna make the players around him better or not? You know? And can he shoot the rock? Yeah, I mean, I do agree it comes down to talent, but I mean, you can get by with much less talent if you're just out there and being active and aggressive. And Sure, you know. and I mean, some of the intangibles he has, you know, we see the difference he can be on the defensive end from time to time. You know, and I'll give him more than, more than time to time. Um, you know, we... we you know, sometimes he has these flashes of like a nice no-look pass or, you know, finding an open guy cutting on the other side. But again, it's just, it's not enough, you know, to say, okay, we're going to keep investing in you. You know, at some point you got to, you got to show us our investment is paying off here. You know what gets me uh, the least excited of anything is when I see Frank workout photos on Twitter, usually posted by the French Knicks podcast. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen these <laughs> i saw one of him doing like curls i think it's always the <laughs> it's less impressive than a porzingis workout which is pretty shitty too <laughs> I, I you just i look at these and i'm like can we not get frank in a fucking gym in the states because you can tell he's working out in europe like it, it's not it's all little weights and like it <laughs> looks like he's working out in a closet they have little weights in europe <laughs> they don't have big weights in europe it's all, it's everything in Europe is less intense than here, is my perception. <laughs> <laughs> like he's doing little, like, uh, little pansy exercises over there. You got to come here to train, Barry. <laughs> Dude, so what's all this talk about Jarrett Culver? 
You think there's know. any chance that the Knicks like Jarrett Culver over R.J. Barrett? Or is that just talk in case they decide to move down? Like, there's no chance that they end up choosing Jarrett Culver with the third pick. I don't think so. And if they were looking to move down a couple of slots, I mean, I think there's even a couple other guys I would look at ahead of Culver. Just because I, I want shooters on this team. And, you know, and, and I know R.J. Barrett's not a jump shooter. You know, he's not a three-point shooter. Or at least he hasn't shown that he can be. But either is Culver. So what are you giving me? So between those two guys, yeah, I would take R.J. But, I, you know, I, I if you're going to drop down, I wouldn't mind grabbing a couple of shooters that are on the board. Listen, all I'm saying is don't do what the New York Giants did and, and select, you know, fall in love with someone that you can get at fucking like 12 and pick them at three. Right. Because that drives me crazy. Right. Like at least get some other picks in there or another young player for them. Right. Because that you third should be pick able to. is valuable. Right. Right. And you should be able to do that because pretty much unanimously that top three is in stone on every mock draft. So yeah. Um yeah, if you think that you're going to get more out of, especially the way your team's shaping up, you think you get more out of somebody else that may end up, you know, having, you know, talent in other areas that RJ's lacking, sure. Grab a, grab another pick, you know, on top of that for a trade. Listen, I want, I mean, I watched Culver in that championship game and he was not like a, I want like an alpha type player who I'm hoping like RJ Barrett can be. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I think he, I want them he to draft one of those life. fucking guys. Like Kevin Knox doesn't seem like he is, right? Frank, we know, isn't. Mitchell is, I believe. You know, whenever you talk about this young core, you always leave out Alonzo. We're going to get to the young core in a minute. I don't, I, but he, I don't consider, I don't, like, I consider their young core right now Kevin Knox. R.J. Barrett, assuming they draft him, Mitchell Robinson, and Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, Alonzo Trier is in the he's in the second tier. See, for me, I'm a lot higher on him, and I expect big things out of him this year. I mean, from what he showed us in his uh, in his rookie season, I am. Yeah, but you know what? Me. His the inconsistency last season from him inconsistency. Knox was consistently bad. Yeah, but Knox is like he was like fucking eighteen. He's like seven years old. Knox, you know. <laughs> Trier showed great signs. Great. But I don't know. Something about the news that came out about his teammates not loving to play with him. That bothered you? Um, the fact that I don't know, like, I don't know what's going to go on with his contract this year. Are they going to, like, it's their option. I don't consider him a set in stone part of the young core. If they need to make room for KD, Kyrie, or whoever... He could be moved or he could not be here. I don't know. If you have to pick four young guys to make the core, not five, not six, four, who are they? You put Trier in that four over someone else? Mitchell Robinson, I don't think you do. Damian Dotson. Pick Dennis four. Smith Jr. And then it's going to come down between Knox and You put Trier Dotson in the four? Who's going to be above Dotson? I mean, I'm right now? Have, I'm saying you have Knox, Robinson, Dennis Smith Jr., Oh, Trier and Frank, you're talking about all like... Uh... And R.J. Barrett. Oh. Whoever they draft at three. So oh. pick three guys on the Knicks to join that like young core of four. Trier isn't in it. Well, I Knox name, might not like... be in it either then. You could put DSJ, R.J. Barrett, and Mitchell Robinson in there then. And you put Trier over Knox. 
if you have to today, someone says, "Who do you want on your team next year? Alonzo Trier or Kevin Knox?" I would take next year for one yeah, year. You lose I would the other guy Trier. forever. You lose the other guy forever. You take Trier over Knox. I think right now Trier is better than Knox. Yes, I don't right know. Now, five years from about now, potential. Hmm. Hmm. You can pick one guy that you lose now and one guy you keep for the next five years. You're taking Trier over Knox? No, you're not. I guess I can't. <laughs> All right. I guess I can't. But I like where Trier is at right now. All right. You're telling Best. me that you're telling me there's not there's not much ceiling above where he is right now, is what you're telling me. And yet Knox hasn't even, you know, brushed the surface. No, Which I like I, I, right. I like Trier. Well, Knox is in. Knox won one rookie of the month last season. I mean, he—he, he sh- I know he had mostly downs last year, but he showed a lot of potential for his age. Trier did not finish that season good. He started off amazing, tailed off at some point, then was injured for like the final. How many games was he injured for? And then all this word came out about his teammates not picking him to play in their pickup games at practice. I mean, that's not good. All right, dude, best case, worst case scenarios for the offseason. You want to talk about it? Sure. What's your what's your best case scenario? Best case scenario for the offseason is Durant plus you want specifics? Because I, I would take Durant plus fucking Kemba or Kyrie at this point. Um not specifics. Like I was talking about this on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Basically, so I, our, I, I our want, best Yeah, I want K D plus one. You know, one of those like top five names we've been talking about all season. Um and yeah, fuck. I would go the safe route, draft RJ. I'm I'm not even looking at this Anthony Davis thing because I think we'd have a good team with KD and another guy and an RJ Barrett, and then this young group of guys that have been fun to watch. That that'll you do can, it for if me. you can keep Mitchell Robinson on the team. Oh, and right. add Anthony and Davis if you can get Anthony Davis without giving up Mitchell Robinson, but you give up everything else pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd do that, and you can have. KD, Kyrie, Anthony Davis, and Mitchell Robinson oh. on the team together. And you don't you lose everyone else, basically. Would you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Yep. Me too. That's my best case. My best case scenario is we're able to trade for Anthony Davis without giving up Mitchell Robinson. And we get KD and Kyrie to join the team. Do you think that there is any possible way that when David Griffin sits down with Anthony Davis next week to try to convince him to stay in New Orleans that he's actually going to change Davis's mind do you think there's any possibility of that happening no no. he is a good talker David Griffin I'll give him that (laughs) he's a good talker but yeah when these play when when people make up their minds that they're not happy somewhere I know. Otherwise, especially they're gone. Yeah, they're especially gone. in front of all the fans that have you know pretty much turned against you at this point. You're going to walk back into New Orleans with your tail between your legs, saying, "Now that we have Zion, I'll stay." Yeah, no, he's gone. What's going to convince him that, that they got Zion? I think that's David Grip. Well, that and it's new leadership. You know, I guess those are the two things that that David Griffin's going to use as the cornerstones of his. Uh, his little speech to 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 the brown. Right, yeah, I think that Anthony the Anthony Davis thing just went too far over the edge last year. Yeah, it got too close. Yeah. Now I thought I think it's interesting that like 
So I'm bracing myself for like, maybe we don't get KD. Maybe we don't get Kyrie. Maybe we don't get anybody. Right? Yep. My actually worst case scenario, I guess now that I think about it, would be that we somehow trade for Anthony Davis, get rid of like all our young guys, except for maybe Mitchell Robinson, in the hopes that it will lure KD and Kyrie here and then KD and Kyrie don't come. And then we're worse th- than the Pelicans were. I think that's my fucking worst case scenario. <laughs> that we trade like the whole team for Anthony Davis to get these other guys. And then those other guys don't come. And then we have Anthony Davis who's injured every fucking season. Right. And, and there goes all the um, all the praise that we've been giving the front office for drafting the right guys and getting this team into good you know good position for the future. Right. So that might be worst case scenario. But honestly, if we don't, if we don't get KD and Kyrie and we just stick to the plan and draft RJ, maybe sign a couple more young guys, you know, Scott Mills, Steve Perry can maybe hit it out of the park with some second round picks again. I don't think that's that bad. My biggest fear this offseason is settling for free agents. Right. Which could really send us down a dark path. Right. I mean, that would be pretty effed up because how many times did we hear Mills say, we're not going to settle. You know, we're, we're only going after the cream of the crop guys. We heard well, like, him say it, it over and over again. Yeah. Would it be settling if we, let's say we traded for Anthony Davis. And then we signed Kemba. Something like that. And we ended up next year with like Anthony Davis, Mitchell Robinson, and Kemba Walker. I mean, it's not me. Kevin, I don't, I don't want Durant. that. Me, I don't want that. <laughs> right. I don't want like, to, I don't want to put together a team that, you know, okay, we're the fourth or fifth best team in the East. So that's worth giving up all our young guys for and our future for. That's not worth it to me. Right. The only way I give up this whole crop of young guys is if we are instant championship contenders, pretty much. Can you see... Now, remember back to like... It's probably like October or November. These pictures kept flying all over the internet of photoshopped into Knicks jerseys. And there was all this buzz that these two guys have been talking to each other. They want to come play for New York. Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler. Remember seeing that over and over again? All that Honestly, buzz? no, no. That you was don't? so fun. It feels like so long. I ago. completely remember <laughs> that. Like, wow, Jimmy Butler and Kyrie. Like that, you know, that was before before it was 95% chance that KD was coming and it was more like 5%, you know, back then. Right, until until KD and Kyrie were pinching each other's nipples at All-Star break. Exactly. Exactly. So, so what happened with that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I can see that happen. Like, I had like a nightmare the other night that that came true, that it was Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving that came. So the two guys that you were afraid to sign, you know, one more of injury than anything else, but the other two knocks on them was like how they are in the locker room. And while we're on the topic, I got it. I don't understand this because when you think of Jimmy Butler, right? What do you think of when you, when you, when I say Jimmy Butler, what's like the first thing that you think of, like, as far as, uh, you know, about him, whether it's basketball or not. I mean, I think about his defense, Mm -hmm. honestly, right? Uh, the, the sh- you know, I mean, his personality is hard to handle. 
Well, see, that's the thing that I don't get. And I, I mean, obviously, it must be. I mean, because there was, you know, chatter about it when he was with Chicago, when he was with Minnesota, obviously, we heard about, you know, that that practice, you know, <laughs> that he went off on the team. But like anything I've ever seen with Jimmy Butler on camera, looks like the nicest guy in the world. I don't know. Is it like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? With him that I'm not seeing it like I've seen clips of him like being buddy buddy with the custodian in Philadelphia he like bought presents for all the staff in Philadelphia like on Easter he had like this contest like with like these giant Easter eggs that people had to find he was like giving out plasma TVs he seems like the greatest dude and he, he might be the greatest, all the time on the the greatest dude like I don't I don't get it well this I mean he he obviously takes his basketball very fucking seriously Barry Right. And he was getting pissed off in Minnesota saying that the young guys weren't pulling their weight and weren't taking it seriously enough. And right. so the, he, he just expects the most of his teammates, which honestly isn't the worst thing in the world. Right. But I guess he's just one of those guys that says what's on his mind, you know, and, you know, if it offends somebody, it offends somebody type of thing. Yeah, but which I don't know. I mean, it, way. that might be good. I mean, I don't know if I would mind that on my team. Right, right. See, like would the whole you, thing. Like again, I wouldn't want the Jimmy Butler and Kyrie tandem, but yeah. Oh, but if, you, but if you tell dangerous. me that we, we get KD and Jimmy Butler, I wouldn't mind. Well, would you? So you wouldn't. Let's say the Knicks ended up with Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, and Anthony Davis. Is that appealing? <sighs> it's it's it seems it's volatile. a little tile. It seems it seems like something <laughs> something bad's gonna blow up. Like it doesn't seem like it's gonna mesh. What, three players who basically demanded off of their last teams? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All out sharing one team right. together? Yeah, man. With David Fisdale, who's always all smiles, he'd have to manage those Ugh. three. We want this to be easy for once. It doesn't always have to be a hard next life. We want it to be easy. Never is it going to be easy, dude. All right, that's going to do it for the show today, Barry. You got anything else left to say? Yeah, I got, I got nothing for you. Guys, reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, at hardnickslife. Follow Barry. At Barry Dworkin. Call us. We promise we'll get back to your voicemails next week. What's the number, Barry? 516-33-MESH-1. That's 516-336-3741. And Craig, is it too early for this? 28 days, 21 hours, 31 minutes, and 28 seconds. That's when free agency opens. No, that's the that's, that's the, draft. the draft. Fuck, I always forget about the draft. <laughs> uh yes, it is. No, I don't know. It's kind of early. I'm not gonna. But like, I, we all, we all do this all the time, and it, it doesn't work for podcasts to give the hours and the minutes. Right. All right, guys, that's gonna do it. Follow us, subscribe, review, tell your friends. Barry, I'm taking the train these days, and uh, I now carry a pack of stickers with me in case I see anyone wearing Nick's gear on the train. Oh, nice. If you guys like our podcast, please share it with your friends. Right, Barry? Yeah, definitely. I love that hairdo, dude. I'm jealous. <laughs> By the way, what's going on with the house? Will you find anything yet? Or what do you have, like another month? You guys uh, gotta get your shit together. Oh, listen to this. So, I told you about one basement I went into a couple weeks ago, but I go into the house the other day 
go into the basement. This dude's got this amazing man cave down there, like state of the art, like really, really classy. This is the one you sent me photos of? Yeah, I sent you photos of. Yeah. Sports memorabilia all over the place, predominantly Knicks. He had, I mean, I, I could, this guy must have been bumming because he had a Przingis jersey autographed. A basketball and like this case autographed by Przingis, but he had a Walt Clyde Frazier autographed jersey framed up. He had a picture of John Starks doing the dunk, you know, over Jordan autographed by Starks. Yeah. Patrick Ewing poster autographed. He might he might listen to the fucking show. Barry. He might. I was thinking. I was thinking. Oh, I, sh- I wish I had some stickers. I would have <laughs> left them here in the <laughs> in the house. That's you, I, Barry, texted me after seeing that house. So excited. He sent me the photos of the man cave with like the Nick stuff and was like, I think we're going to put an offer in on this house. And I was excited for you, but then your wife nixed that. You see how I did that? She yeah, nixed it. Yeah, she nixed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Barry, I'm sorry, but it is a hard Nix life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.